Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sain, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Okay, I'm gonna, I have a personal question to ask you. How many pounds have you gained during quarantine? Don't be shy. Are you in denial like I am? I've gone up and down, y'all. I've had stretches of long, hour-long, beautiful walks, getting my heart rate up, shedding inches and pounds and being in the zone. And then I've had quarters where I am eating licorice by the handful, drinking way too many bubbles in my champagne and putting on pounds like I'm about to go into hibernation. If you can relate to this, then you want to stay tuned because today we have Miss Amber Romanek on the show talking about emotional eating, y'all. And it was a game changer for me listening to her and you got to check out her podcast too we talk about it on the show but really thinking about those triggers right I'm a person who really is always thinking about bikini season because it hangs over my head like crazy and I'm not gonna lie I happen to be surrounded my sisters are fine I'm just gonna tell y'all the truth they they are built well they are way taller than me and I have always been like y'all are not gonna have me not looking right and y'all looking good so let me get it together and I just love it. I love being able to throw on clothes without needing spanks. I'm not going to lie because right now I'm relying way too hard on, you know, those spanks to get me through. But, and all joking aside, and I'm kind of joking, but not really because I'm just telling y'all the truth. Like, that's why, that's what motivates me, right? I literally tell myself at night when I'm snacking or I, I want to, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Now, I'm not saying you got to be skinny because I don't believe that. I think you got to feel good about how you look, you know? If I was taller, I probably would definitely want a little bit more junk in my trunk. But because I'm only 5'3", and literally if I eat one too many cinnamon rolls, you see it immediately in my tummy area. And I'm not going to be a slave to liposuction, okay? That's a whole nother episode. But what I'm telling y'all is it's real. Emotional eating is no joke. And I believe in slaying life, right? And I want to slay in every aspect self, health, and wealth. And a large part of my self-esteem comes from being able to fit the clothes that are in my closet. (laughs) So having Amber on the show today is something that I wanted to do and something I'm excited about sharing with you guys, because these are conversations that we kind of talk about, but not really. And I know sometimes we just need to know that we're not alone. So get ready to learn everything you need to know about emotional eating and how to shut it down. Welcome back to the show. I know that there is something that we all probably have an issue with that we just don't talk about, and that is our eating habits. I'll be the first to say that I am have been known to overindulge during times of high stress or low stress, not eat enough. So I was always curious about how emotional eating really affected me overall. And today's guest, Miss Amber, I can't even speak today, guys, Amber Romaniak is an expert. She is an emotional eating disorder, digestive and hormone expert. So I'm really thinking we're going to learn a lot about how hormones play and balancing our hormones really matter for us as women. She is the host of the No Sugar Coating podcast, which is an amazing podcast that you guys will see. All you got to do is tap it in on iTunes and you will be happy that you did. So help me welcome to the show, Amber. Hey, Amber, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am so 
so good in these times, right? I'm happy to be able to say I am good, right? Me so, too. Yeah. <laughs> today is one of those days where I can find a lot of things to smile about. So that's hey. good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have you on this show because you've dealt with eating and disorders and, ba- mm-hmm. and balancing our hormones, everything that we as women kind of put on a back burner and we don't talk about. Yeah, it's true. It isn't as talked about much as it. No, not at all. And one of the biggest things you talk about is mindful eating, right? So mm-hmm. when I hear that word mindful eating, I get that it's important, right? And I <laughs> wonder like I, how much in trouble am I going to be in about my eating habits? So I'd love it if you break down for us what that really means. What does mindful eating mean? Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things to start off with is even mindful eating is not about perfection because I think anything that gets caught up in perfection can become unhealthy and obsessive and dangerous. So mindfulness, just as a word, is all about balance, first of all. And then when we go to mindful eating, what I really believe is that we're practicing being present. So whether you're doing self-care and you're being present or you're sitting and eating your food, mindfulness is all about being present. So for me, mindful eating is sitting at the kitchen table or somewhere without like technology, without TVs, without phones and computers, you shut off your work and you focus on being present, enjoying your nourishing experience of nourishing your body. And so ideally I always encourage my clients um, to put their forks down between bites and to really chew the food thoroughly because digestion starts in the mouth, in the mouth, carbohydrate digestion um, starts in the mouth and we produce amylase, which is the enzyme that breaks down our carbohydrates there. So chewing your food slowly and thoroughly will help you digest a lot better once you swallow your food and it goes into the stomach. Also, I find when we eat mindfully, we're eating more slowly because we are chewing between bites and putting our fork down between bites. And that also allows us to get a better idea of how full we are versus when we eat really fast and then you get full really fast and and it hits really, you know, all of a sudden, and then you can feel overfull and really uncomfortable. And that's because we have a hunger hormone called leptin that we produce that is essentially tells us we're full. So if you eat really quickly, that's going to get produced in, in too far of an amount too quickly. And then you feel uncomfortable versus if you're eating mindfully and slowly and enjoying your food, enjoying the flavor, the texture, um, you're going to produce that properly and you'll get your full signal when you need to, and you likely will not overeat. Um, so for me, that's what mindful eating is. And also eating in a relaxed state. If we're really stressed, if you're in the middle of an argument and you're trying to eat, your digestion is shut down. You're now in fight or flight, which is a stress response <laughs> instead of, you know, rest and digest. Mode. So, so for people who go, well, no matter what I eat, I'm always bloated afterward. If you're eating on the run, if you're multitasking and eating, if you're always stressed when you're eating, you may very innocently be causing a lot of digestive stress through your, you know, your day and your external stressors. And it may not be the food necessarily. Okay. All I can say is, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because all those things you say should just obviously be common sense. And as soon as you say them, they make perfect sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we know don't eat on the run, but I never really thought about how technology plays in your digestion and not being present to even know if you're full, right? If you're just mm-hmm. shoving a fork in your mouth as you're watching and <laughs> binge watching, you're not really paying attention to the cues that your body's giving you. No. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a nugget for me to take. I'm literally letting that sink in. It's like, okay, I can fix that. That's something I can work on. Right. This is scary. (laughs) And the other great thing about that, if I just want to mention is you're far less likely to be triggered to emotionally eat because you were focused on your food and you're going to feel more satisfied. And what I find happens when people are multitasking and watching TV and eating or working and eating is they go to grab that next bite out of, out of their bowl or their plate and they go, Oh my gosh, it's already gone. 
but I still want more. What else can I have? And then that fuels the mindless eating, even though you've just eaten your portion. The last part of this is when we mindlessly eat, especially in front of the TV or the computer or whatever, you potentially increase your chances of eating up to 40% more because you're not paying attention to like, you know, if you just have the chip bag there and you're just picking away, like, boom, there goes the whole chip bag by accident or half the chip bag or whatever it is. So that's also that mindlessness versus mindfulness, whereas maybe you just grab a little bowl of chips and you eat them slowly while you're watching your show or whatever, but it just can fuel overeating so quickly. Wow. And so I know that hormones play a huge role in it, right? And them not being balanced. And it's it's when I when I was researching for today's show, that really resonated with me because I've been seeing a lot about hormone balance and as far as women and it affecting our weight loss. Mm-hmm. What is it or why is that such an issue in women? What makes our hormones unbalanced? Because it would seem our bodies are so smart, right? They all, they know mm-hmm. how to calibrate themselves. Mm-hmm. So in the old school mind frame, I always kind of thought some things are like, your body doesn't need that, your body doesn't need. But as I'm hearing this more, I'm really realizing that this is an issue. So what are some of the things that really cause our hormones to go out of whack? Yeah. And so I think one of the biggest things, like you said, like we we really are meant to recalibrate, but the problem is, is we by accidentally get in our own way and get in our body's way of healing and re-regulating the hormones. Um, number one, we're not educated well enough on our hormone health and how to notice, you know, hormone imbalances. Um, PMS is not normal. Intense PMS is not normal. It's been normalized. It should have never been normalized. It means your body is significantly out of whack. You have hormone imbalances. You have high inflammation. That's what that means. Menopause should have never been normalized. It's a sign that your estrogen and, again, certain hormones are completely out of whack. So what fuels the hormone imbalances? Well, there's kind of a few different aspects of this. So obviously, really negative mindsets and high stress levels and overbooked schedules because as long as you're in this high stress, go, 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 got to hustle, got to, you know, give everything to everyone else mentality and you're not giving to yourself, you produce what's called cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And that's produced by the adrenal glands. And for a lot of women, it ends up getting too high or dropping way too low. And some of the most common symptoms of this quote unquote adrenal fatigue is low energy. Even if you're sleeping 12 hours a night, you're not feeling rested, afternoon energy lulls, salt cravings, carb cravings, um, abdominal weight gain, especially feeling more puffy, water retention, brain fog, low mood, low sex drive, irregular cycles, trouble losing weight. Um, So that's the first thing that I often find happens is that cortisol will go off. And then from there, what's so sneaky about the adrenal glands is that when they get depleted and they can no longer keep up with the high level of cortisol production, they will steal other hormones to convert into cortisol. So for women, progesterone will get stolen to convert into cortisol and then your cycle disappears or it's irregular. Maybe some women can't get pregnant or again, the weight weight struggles or the brain fog and the cravings. Um, it'll also steal thyroid hormones to convert into cortisol. And I pretty much 95% of my clients have thyroid and cortisol issues. And so most women have the underactive thyroid. Part of it is because the soil has been so depleted with the iodine that we're supposed to get from our vegetables and our fruits. Um, The soils have been so depleted, so we're not getting what we need. But then with the stress, inflammation from emotional eating, overeating, eating processed foods, the thyroid really gets suppressed. And so some of the most common signs of the underactive thyroid, which I see women struggle with is pretty much complete 
you know, inability to lose weight. It doesn't matter what you do. It, the scale will just not budge. You have no hunger signal. So you do not ever feel hungry. So all these women that I know that go, well, I just skip breakfast because I'm never hungry. You're sabotaging yourself because when you skip breakfast, you're shutting your metabolism down and shutting down your body's ability to produce the hunger hormone ghrelin, which makes you hungry. But we can wake that signal back up because I do it with people all the time. Other signs of thyroid imbalance, of course, are the hair loss, eyebrow thinning, not feeling yourself, tired upon waking, cold hands and feet, um, again, heavy cravings, especially for salt. Um, and I often find a lot of my um, the women that I talk to, they really struggle with speaking their truth. And the throat chakra and the th throat energy center, it's all about choking your words back and holding your words back. And that will suppress your thyroid. So there's always like an emotional component to this. Um, so that's another significant uh, imbalance I see women struggle with. And then th the third one is um, when the progesterone drops, it's like a seesaw. So if the estrogen goes down, or sorry, if the progesterone goes down, estrogen, which is our other female sex hormone, goes up. And so you see something called estrogen dominance where there's too much estrogen in the fat cells. And so once the estrogen goes too high, there can be a lot of night sweats and a lot of breast tenderness before the cycle, as well as weight gain. You're like, I'm eating so good and I'm exercising and I'm getting my rest. How come I'm uncontrollably gaining weight? You could have estrogen dominance, which in the case you can do all you want, but you have to address the hormone imbalances to help shift to let go of the protection, which I, I refer to weight as protection because I really feel women hang on to protection when their bodies don't feel safe, whether that's emotional stress, physical symptoms and stress, you know, you're, if you're restrictive dieting and then going to emotional eating, over-exercising, there's many reasons for that. But to just explain why I, I share it like that, but those are some of the most common hormone imbalances that I see women struggle with. I went through all those myself. Just know the body is always trying to heal. You can balance these things. Nothing is permanent unless you have it so asphyxiated in your mindset that you can't change it. If you have an open mind and you have the proper support or you know resources to help you make these changes, you will totally be able to balance these things. That is a little overwhelming in some ways, but in a good way, <laughs> it's great to know what some of these symptoms, because as you're speaking, of course, I can identify with different things that I know are probably symptoms that I'm having. Mm -hmm. And hopefully some of our listeners are are seeing things that resonate with them. Now you mentioned PMS and menopause. So, you know, we got to back that thing up <laughs> <laughs> because I see it, you know, especially now and even the harm, the fertility, right? So these are things we see more prevalent. I think for infertility uh, issues is more prevalent now because we have, you know, different digital marketing and different things like that. So people, we talk about it a lot more, yeah. but in the same instance, we're talking about PMS and how we've been brainwashed to think we're just going to be hormonal. We're just going to be yeah. this. And if there's something that we can do to collectively to just kind of eliminate that. And are you saying that we're supposed to always have a cycle? Is that what you're saying? If, if menopause doesn't exist, are we supposed to have that to the day we die? God, I hope not. No, that's a good <laughs> question. So what I'm more so talking about is, yeah, your cycle is going to leave you 
um, as you're naturally, your body gets to that point, but you shouldn't have, if you're, you know, having horrible hot flashes, you shouldn't be having horrible hot flashes. You shouldn't be all of a sudden gaining a bunch of weight. Um, you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't be bleeding for like months and months and months. Like it, it should be the point where it's like, okay, I'm maybe I'm noticing that my cycle's getting lighter and all of a sudden it's going away, but you should not all of a sudden be walking around and be like, oh my gosh, it's a hundred degrees. What's going on? Why am I all of a sudden that's extreme. And just like with PMS. So we should get our cycle ideally, you know, every month, you know, everyone's different, but between 28 to 36 days is a good range. Just because I know some women, if they have copper IUDs, it can be a bit longer. So we don't want to say like something's wrong if it's not 28 days. Um, but with PMS, it's been normalized to be like, oh, you have breast tenderness for two weeks. Oh, you're like extremely emotional for two weeks or a week. Or, oh, you have horrible cramps and, you know, your cycle's so heavy or your cycle's so thin or, you know, you have intensive cravings or you you gain 10 pounds of water retention. Like these are all signs that there's elevated inflammation in the body. And what I mean by that is you retain lots of water. Maybe you, you know, have pain or you have skin issues um, you feel swollen, you feel feel warm. Those are all common signs of inflammation and inflammation stems from the gut. So I often find as I work with someone on their digestive issues, whether it's food sensitivities, leaky gut, bloating, gut flora issues, irregular bowel health, whatever it is, as we balance the gut and then we check in as they get their cycle every month, the PMS goes away. The menopause symptoms go away because we're heavily reducing the inflammation. The hormones are able to regulate. We're cleaning up the system and strengthening it. Therefore, they're like, oh my God, I just got my period and like nothing ha happened beforehand. That's actually the way that it's supposed to be. But because when you have intensive symptoms, you go to your doctor or whoever and they're like, oh yeah, you're, it's fine. Just, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it. No, you shouldn't just have to deal with it. Some people have debilitating symptoms and it has a significant impact on your day, your week, your family life, whatever. Like it shouldn't be that you have to, you know, have to check out and be in bed for a week or, you know, plan accordingly your schedule because it just takes you that far out of, you know, your, your focuses. So that's why I think it's so important. If you have intensive symptoms, investigate because it's usually this hormone and digestive picture that I'm talking about that are playing a role along with stress and emotional eating. So where do we start, right? So when someone identifies that I may very well have these issues, where do I start? Do we just jump into a cleanse or how do they go about kind of correcting this, this hormonal imbalance? Yeah. So I definitely don't recommend jumping into a cleanse because you'll probably do more damage than good. I think that's one of the biggest problems with just like Google. I would not suggest <laughs> you go on Google and try to self-diagnose and, you know, just buy some supplements and resolve this yourself. And I'll give you an example as to why. So um, when I was, you know, working on balancing my hormones, before I really knew a lot about it, I was self-diagnosing. This was like 10 years ago. Um, but I was like, oh, what helps with adrenal fatigue? And so I Googled it and maca came up and maca is an adaptogenic herb that does help with adrenal fatigue. However, if you have estrogen dominance, maca boosts estrogen levels. So I was self-sabotaging my estrogen and making my estrogen go up whilst it was helping my cortisol. I kept gaining weight and couldn't figure out why. So that's just one example as to why I don't suggest you go online and go, oh, I, I have these symptoms, so I must have this. No, it's very important, ideally, that when you're working on hormones, you are getting help with someone 
whoever it is, whoever you feel comfortable with that you think is well-versed and is going to give you a mindful approach. I don't, so I don't think it's reasonable to go and get testing done and then just get put on 20 supplements and have expensive pee, right? I think it's important that you get the test done. You, they, someone explains what's going on, why it's going on and helps you to understand your body. Yes, there may be a couple of supplement recommendations, but we have to look at the root as to why did this happen in the first place? Are you overbooked and overstressed and not taking any time for yourself? Are you not sleeping well? Are you not drinking enough water? Are you struggling with emotional eating? These are things that we have to look at because if someone is struggling with emotional eating, you can throw all the supplements and good hydration at them that you want. But if Emotional eating is such a heavy stressor on both the digestive system and the hormones and your emotional state. So we do have to deal with things like that as well. Otherwise, the hormone imbalances likely do not get resolved. It's just kind of like maybe you temporarily feel better. So if emotional eating is going on, actually you want to address that first. And then, you know, you can pick away with hormones and gut issues as you go. If you're not struggling with emotional eating, then yes, definitely, you know, seeing your doctor, seeing a healthcare practitioner that you know, can help you with hormones. I just think it's so important that the answer just isn't, oh, here's all your supplements. Just, you have to take these for like a year and good luck. Like it's, it's gotta be a very connected approach because monitoring someone's symptoms on a regular basis helps, you know, both me and them to see the improvements. And if something isn't changing, then we have to change the protocol or maybe then we have to retest them again in a few months and go, are things moving in the right direction? And if not, we need to make some adjustments, right? So I think the first things that people can do though on their own is to look at their sleep hygiene because a lot of people are not sleeping well, especially I know through quarantine, a lot of people were staying up really late and watching TV all night and like, oh, I don't have to work tomorrow. So I'm just, but your sleep is so important. So at least eight hours a night, I always suggest for optimal hormone balancing to be asleep before 11 because the healing hormone time is between 11 and 1 a.m. So if you're awake during all that time, you're really sabotaging your body's abilities to balance and you'll probably wake up more puffy and tired. Um, so sleep hygiene is really important. Disconnecting from technology, you know, at least 15 to 30 minutes before bed so that your body can prepare to produce melatonin to fall asleep. That's another great, you know, habit to get into. Instilling, a, you know, some self care time for yourself to de-stress, disconnect, connect with yourself, see how you're feeling, get into nature, go for a walk, meditate, yoga, mindful movement, deep breathing, journaling, whatever, plant flowers, whatever resonates for you, but do something that brings you joy or helps to relax you. It's different for everybody. Um, and then we do have to look at your nutrition and um, your hydration because if you're not drinking a lot and a lot of water or if you're not drinking any water and or you're you're not eating enough through the day or you're just more so eating a lot of processed foods, um, that is going to have an impact on your hormone health, your energy levels, your mood, and everything else that we've been talking about. So I think it's just starting with bits and pieces like hydration, getting your two liters or 68 ounces a day is a good goal to strive for, working on your sleep and setting some boundaries with technology. Um, and nutrition's honestly, it's a bit different for everyone. Like my belief is it's not about perfection. So the goal is that you're eating as much whole food based as you can, bringing in, you know, depending on your preference, but you know, the proteins and making sure you're getting your fruits and vegetables. And if you like beans and legumes, great. If you're a brown rice and quinoa fan, great. If you're more of a carnivore, that's fine. Um, but, but eating regularly through the day to keep your blood sugar stable is important and um, allowing for some mindful indulgence. So 
it's not just about going, oh, I can't ever have cake or I can't ever eat chips or I can't ever have chocolate. If you're fearing that if you eat those foods, you're going to lose control with them, then we have to work on building your food courage and help you overcome emotional eating. It's not about forcing yourself to eat things that you know you're just going to lose with today, but it is about being able to get you to the point where you feel confident around any food, um, but that you have a balance between both. More brunch and slay after this. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence, a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and Slay. I mean, you are, I mean, this is such a wealth of knowledge that you're sharing with us. I just don't even, I mean, it's such good tips, like really just things that we can take away right now and just implement. I know for one, for me, during the beginning of quarantine, I was steadfast in my, I was reading the internet. Of course, I jumped on the gravy train with the intermittent fasting. And of course, I felt like I wasn't losing any weight. And I see now why. So Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we do that are on trend and just to try Mm -hmm. it out to keep ourselves motivated because we do get stagnant and we want to try something out that sometimes we, we shouldn't take the shortcuts. We should just literally do what we know is right you know, put nutrients and and nourish our bodies. Now I know you have a quiz that folks can take because I'm sure tons of folks are listening and thinking, well, I think that's me, but I'm not sure. So where can they find your emotional eating quiz? Yeah, they can find that at my website at amberproof.ca. And it does take you through a series of questions and will help to give you a better idea of if you're not sure if you're struggling with it or not. And then I will send you some videos and other goodies to kind of, you know, connect with you on that And just to like clarify what emotional eating is, I define it as any reason for eating other than for physical nourishment. All right, y'all. So no tap dancing around that. (laughs) (laughs) There is no gray area, right? In that particular subject. And I I get that. I think sometimes we just need to hear it. We need to be reminded that we have a lot more power than what we think. Yeah. And we are making some excuses. And sometimes we need someone lovingly to say that's not good enough. Like you need to do better by yourself. Like I love the self-care tips that you shared uh, with taking the walks and and doing those things that bring joy. And of course, we don't want to deny ourselves a good time. We don't want to go to a birthday party and not have a slice of cake. And that one piece of cake is not going to make you not fit into your skinny jeans, ladies. Let's just be be clear. Um, But I, I think it's really it's really neat to know how these things all tie. Like you talked about the chakra in our throat and all these, these things. A lot of times we think they're so separate, but everything we do on the outside really affects us in our psyche, right? And, and ties into where we're going. Yeah. Well, and I always say your cells are always listening to your thoughts and emotions and everything you say and do and will act accordingly. So for people who, you know, do the, all the diets and quick fixes to lose weight and then maybe you lose some weight and then you fear gaining it back. Well, the reason you keep gaining it back is because you keep focusing on what you don't want, which is the weight gain. And then if you did it in that unhealthy ways and you haven't created healthy foundations, it that cycle just keeps going. And that's why I say ditch the diets, ditch the quick fixes, allow yourself the time you need on your unique health journey to learn how to love your body and make friends with yourself, to learn how to you know, build a healthy relationship with food and deal with your hormone and gut issues to learn that weight loss shouldn't be the focus. Actually, it should be the bonus or the byproduct of really treating your body with love and respect. 
connect, right? So when she feels safe enough, she will shed it without you having to lift a finger because you are now, you know, treating her well, you're resting her, you're nourishing her and giving her that balanced downtime. That's so powerful because when your body is, you're going, I'm doing everything right. Why am I putting on protection? Why, why am I, can I lose weight? Well, there could be negative self-talk, right? You could be staying up really late on the technology and that's messing up your sleep and your hormones. It could be that you're consuming too much aspartame or maybe you're not eating enough. Um, maybe you're the one who's skipping breakfast and it's messing up your metabolism. Like you just never know what mindset stuff, emotional, physical stuff could be going on that's blocking you. And I just want to say, it's not your fault. There's not something wrong with you. No shame, no embarrassment. Try to have some compassion for yourself because honestly, we've been conditioned to be so hard on ourselves and so critical of our bodies and to pick ourselves apart if we don't fit into this one mold that has been so put on us by all the content we consume, the movies, the music videos, celebrities, um, social media, how photoshopped everything is yet we're convinced that we need to look that way. So like when you kind of wake up to the fact of how conditioned women have been and how much that has robbed us of being in our power and embracing our bodies, it really lets you know that it's honestly not your fault. You know, I, I, the cool thing is that you're not just giving lip service to this. You actually have lived this. So you've lost, what, over a thousand pounds over the course of what, how many years? Yeah, over five years lost and gained over a thousand pounds because I was averagely losing and gaining the same 30 or 40 pounds every two or three months. Wow. Yeah. And so you've, you've dealt with this struggle. You've seen the results of, of actually implementing good practices, right? And these are things we want to teach our little ones. That's why yes. I, I really thought it was important to have you on because we, they're watching us. It's not what we say it's what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And they pick up on it because I remember being little and it's not my mom's fault, but she always talked about how much she hated her body and how much she wished she was thinner and like wanted to diet. And Therefore, I was like very insecure growing up because I just didn't know any better. And again, it's not my mom's fault because she just didn't know either. Um, but it's so interesting how the littlest thing you could say, your your kids could take that on and then make that their own identity. And then again, what are they watching? What kind of content are they being exposed to where it's the same narrative? Because I remember being like 10 and buying a 17 magazine and feeling so proud and then looking at all the images and going, oh my gosh, I better get on the treadmill because like I do not look like that at all, right? But there's no disclaimer saying this photo has been completely altered. So like discretion advised, we don't, we aren't taught any of that, right? You're right. And because that doesn't make folks money. It could if they just went to the light, right? Just walk to the light, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as you, you've been doing this for a while, and I know that you probably, did you set out to, to kind of educate people and to, you know, help everybody else come to a realization about, you know, what really mattered? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, it was really after I overcame my food addiction and emotional eating and really learned how to love myself that, you know, people just started to ask me, you know, what have you been doing? You know, you're different. You're more, you're just more at chill and more at ease and happy. And when I started sharing my story, I noticed other women starting to open up and share theirs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you struggled with this. I would have never guessed. And then I thought if I struggle with this, how many other women are also, you know, struggling with this all over the world, whether it's 
you know, small compared to me, the same as I did or worse than I did. And that's what really inspired me to specialize in these areas and, you know, um, not only take my personal experience, but also the education and bring them together and, you know, support women every step of the way with this. Because when someone's been dealing with this for years, it's, it's had a significant impact on their life on many levels. And it's, the mindset is such a powerful thing. And when people have integrated such deep habits where they're feeling guilt, they're in negative self-talk, they feel a lot of body shame, and then they're trying to have control with food and they keep losing control with it, it takes time and it takes really focusing on shifting the mindset to help change the habits and the behaviors. And so that's what really inspired me is, yeah, a lot of people talk about, you know, just go on this diet or do this thing or balance your blood sugar and then you won't emotionally eat. And it's so much deeper than that. It is about dealing with the self-sabotaging mindset, which I call the ego. We all have one. Um, and that is what we ultimately have to address because it's your ego that wants you to keep fighting with your body, keep hating on your body, keep convincing you, you have to keep doing the diets because that's the only way you're going to be happy. And then life will be perfect and you'll fit into the mold, but you never reach that happiness because it's within you, not without you. And so when you learn that you have an ego and you learn how to take your power back and go, no, I get to decide, you know, that I am confident and that I love myself and that I am beautiful and I'm this powerful woman and that you feel so much more energized as you use things like self-care to take your power back in different exercises, you realize, wow, I don't need to be controlled by food, by diets, by exercise that I hate, or by what I'm watching and consuming. I get to be my own woman and create my own life the way that I want to. And that is priceless and freeing. And every woman deserves that. It's not that some are lucky and some are, you know, deserve to have it and some don't. Every woman deserves to have food and body freedom and, and love themselves and live a life that they love. It's just a matter of doing some very incredible, you know, work to get there, but it, it's worth it. And then you have it for life. I couldn't agree with you more as far as what we deserve. And, uh, you know, it's always awesome to me to hear all the commonalities. You know, the folks I would like to think who are listening to this show all the time are people who are constantly working to live their best life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point. We're here because we want to be surrounded and hear from other people who've identified areas and overcome them and overcome them and, and reach success, right? Whatever the level of success that is, whatever that means yeah. to you. So as I hear you and I'm, and I'm hearing how everything you're saying kind of ties into so many areas of our lives. It's not just our, how we view ourselves in the mirror. These things help in our relationships. They help in our careers. They help as we're building anything. And, and it, this is the basic foundation, right? Good sleep, great eating, taking care of ourselves. These are things that help us be able to perform at a high level, right? Um, and, and I know that's often challenging for folks to just kind of make time for themselves. But right now we're saying you have permission. It's not something that should demand any more hours in a day. It's just a matter of making, being conscious and being present yeah. in that process. Wow. Yeah. And this is a huge thing, right? You manifest Absolutely. and you manifest more quickly and more in alignment with what you want when you take care of your mind and your body. So I work with a lot of business owners, obviously like anyone who's talking about mindset and, you know, career, whatever you're doing or being a mom, 
It doesn't matter what your role is, but you will manifest more happiness. You will manifest more healthy relationships. You will manifest more abundance, aligned opportunities. I always say, you know, the state of your life really is dictated by your state internally, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So if you're not happy, you got to look at, well, what's going on in my environment and what's going on within me, within my thoughts and within my physical vessel that's creating this life for me. And if I'm not happy with that, it's my responsibility to change it right? So if you're not happy with what you're manifesting, take a step back and do some reflection because I can guarantee you there's probably some things maybe that you've been like putting off or like, oh, I don't want to go get into uncomfortable zone. I like my comfort zone. But when you give yourself permission to get uncomfortable, you build more confidence and more courage and more bravery. And you really do realize that you are unstoppable and that you can do anything. Yes, ladies, you've got the juice. You don't need permission. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So as you're navigating, right, and you're enlightening us and you're getting us all to pay attention, right? I think this is the first time I ever really thought about it more so with just forget any any categories, any certain food groups. It's just be mindful. Mm-hmm. Just pay attention. Like just be present. That just was like my aha right now. Yeah. So as you're navigating and you're waking more of us up, uh, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you on your journey? Oh, that's such a great, thank you. That's such a great question. Um, Honestly, it's like, I just want to give it back, to be honest with you. Like what I give out or what I w- would want to receive is just love and um, just a peace, an inner peace, because I want, I do want women to experience what I've experienced. And to me, it's, it is really about giving back at this point. And if it's resonant for you, go and do the emotional eating quiz, sign up or listen to the podcast. You know, that's really what you can do for me. If it's, if it's resonant for the listeners, um, because if it's going to help one person know they're not alone, I'm receiving a gift, which is now you don't feel alone. And maybe you're not feeling the shame and embarrassment that you were feeling before. So that's ultimately the gift that anyone listening could give to me. No. And and I think you got it. You know, I know folks are going to head on over to the No Sugar Coding podcast and they're going <laughs> to start listening. And where else can they follow you and support you? Because I know they want to know more. Yeah. So um, you can listen to the podcast on all podcast apps, as you've just mentioned. I'm on Instagram and it's my name, Amber Romaniuk, R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K. Um, and I also have a private Facebook group called Women Choosing Body Freedom. So you can just go and type that right in and it will allow you to join If this is really resonant, I always offer a 30-minute complimentary body freedom call for anyone to connect. We can talk about your health history and goals and where you're struggling and kind of maybe what's holding you back um, and just talk a bit more about how I work with my clients and, of course, answer any questions that you have. Um, As for some people, that's just something that's resonant for them. But there's lots of different things people can do. Um, So I think that's everything. No. So I have to put my big sister hat on now, y'all, and say, okay, if you heard this and you know that this is you, right, which is most of us that can identify <laughs> with at least one of those categories, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and let's tr- let's hold one another accountable, mm-hmm. right? Let's get present. Let's take the steps and let's keep listening so that it doesn't become an afterthought, right? After today's, after today's episode, right? Listen. And, and what I really want you to do is if there's one thing in this episode that really resonates with you, just tag Amber or, or I or both of us and tell us what you walked away with or mm-hmm. what you changed, because that's the that's why we do what we do. Right. So we can help you. 
I think that feeds our soul. And so helping you know what we need to give you more of and know what how we can help you more is what we need. So just tag us on whatever social media platform you're on. We're on all of them. Mm-hmm. And we will give you a proper thank you. So this has been an amazing chat, Amber. I really like I'm going into a few days off and yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to go into unplugging while I eat and being mindful and just really listening to my body. I think that's something I can easily incorporate into my day to day. So thank you for that. You're thank welcome. you for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You'll have to let me know how your mindful experience goes and if you notice anything different. Oh, I'm, 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 I will let you know. I'm definitely going to do it. Like I'm, I'm doing, I'm literally right now. And I was laughing because right before we started chatting, I'm eating my lunch and typing, eating my lunch and typing. <laughs> everything you said, and I'm looking at this bowl, like, girl, now just unplug and eat that lunch. Eat that lunch. <laughs> yes. peace, girl, eat it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys, if you enjoyed today's show, you know what to do. And no matter what, I want you to remember that if she can, I can, we all can.